Hi, welcome to The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, where we talk about making sense of the past, healing the present, and rewiring your future. This month, we bring you a specialty series in honor of Mental Health Month, where in each episode, we will talk about how to develop practices and routines for your mental health. I'm Courtney Ford, and with me is Becky Alcantar, founder and director of Journey to Wholeness. And today we're talking about developing a fitness practice. Yes. And our guest is actually our very own Courtney Ford, uh, who is, oh gosh, you're you're the fitness guru (laughs) of our uh, community. Um, She's the one that we look to every time we're like, how do I make my body do these things? Or actually in my case, my body won't do these things. And where am I getting it wrong? Um, And this month, we're focusing on how we can uh, engage in the other parts of ourselves to address the whole person in terms of our mental health. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, and it is an incredibly important part of our overall health. And in order to address our health, we have to look at that from every direction, a 360-degree view, uh, incorporating our emotional health, our mental health, our, our spiritual health, and our physical health. And that's one of the areas that I think many people can struggle with. With a growing awareness of individuals experiencing mental health systems, we are just featuring some of the Journey to Wholeness facilitators who are experts in their particular field. So throughout this whole month, you've been hearing uh, from some of our facilitators who are experts in their own right. And today we're talking about the body and, and the things that we can really struggle with in our bodies. I think we can focus on our mental health, our emotional health, even our spiritual health in terms of you know getting to church and, and getting in the word and, and getting good mentors around us. Um, but what I find over and over is that there is a growing struggle with the body. There has been maybe history even in our society and in the church that have brought these struggles to light or made them maybe part of our struggle. And it's the place that we really kind of let uh, take the brunt of the stressors and the uh, challenges and and all the things that we're working through. Our body is so gracious to us. It's so generous to us. It endures so much for us. And today we're talking about what can we do to start addressing the things in our body that need attention that if they're left too long, even if we have been focusing on our mental health, can start to creep in and have a negative detrimental effect on our mental health. So Courtney, share with me um, your experience with what you see coming in, what struggles you may see, and, and we'll talk about maybe why that's happening. Okay. So first off, I've owned a gym for almost 10 years, been nine, nine and a half years or so. And I think one of the biggest things that we see with people coming in or there's hesitancy because for some reason, fitness as a whole can be very intimidating for people. Mm. Um, I think that we live in a world where there's just this overload of information. And I think one, people don't even know what they need to do. They They know they need to move. But they're like, oh, do I do yoga? Do I do Pilates? Do mm. I do CrossFit? Do I do HIIT workouts? Do I do boot camp style? Like, do I bike? Do I run? Like, what What? What do I even want to do, right? Mm. And I think that throughout the years, there's become this like all or nothing mm. mentality too, where, oh, but if I'm going to go to a gym, like, I feel like I need to go every single day. And that's not the case. Yeah. Um, you know? I think we call that... Um- 
and maybe this is a very 80s term, <laughs> I'm an 80s kid, uh, a very microwave uh, society. For sure. That I, <laughs> there are these memes that make me laugh all the time because they, they, I relate to them. You know, I go work out, you know, once and then I come home and I look in the mirror for like some results and it really takes the consistency but not in a way that um, we're punishing our bodies and trying to make our bodies submit, but rather um, approach it from a way of I'm giving my body what it needs so that it can be strong and healthy so that it can speak to me and make me aware of anything that it needs addressing. And I think uh, really in our society, it's kind of a double factor. We have learned how to really push ourselves really hard. And so Courtney didn't say that she has a CrossFit gym (laughs) (laughs) and that in itself can be intimidating. And yet I know that, you know, the way I'm wired in how, you know, it completely has to do with your mental health, how I am wired to work and sometimes overwork can translate to the gym as well. And I have to be mindful of that mindset that I have, that as soon as that uh, buzzer goes off, I tell her this all the time, that when that buzzer goes off, I just like, (laughs) I, I don't even think anymore. I'm in my survival limbic brain and I'm just going and I can really um, harm myself and actually have harmed myself in the process of trying to get it done. And it, it was such a revelatory exercise of, ooh, and this is how my mind works. So whenever I'm facing something or because I've faced challenges and difficulties in my life, I've been recalibrated a bit to chase after, to pursue, to push through. And in ways that weren't always kind to myself, that I was acting in a survival mode, even when I was trying to do something kind and gracious for myself. For sure, for sure. And I think when people have that all or nothing mentality too, people will come in and I mean, I see this in all different facets. You see this in the yoga, you know, any type of fitness community where people think they need to kind of go ham mm. every single day. And like, we... Okay, explain ham, ham to me. Go ham. Um, <laughs> you can tell we're from two different generations right okay, there. Go ham. go ham is like what you want to do every single day that you come mm. into the gym. You're mm. like blackout, like let's make our body so sore so that we earn it. I'm like doing a quotations, yes, right? Air quotes. Um, to go really hard. And like, if you're gonna be in the long game of fitness, mm. you cannot be going ham or I don't know what you would call it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you can't do that. Like you have to be gracious to your body. So mm. I've been working out for such a long time that- I know that there's probably one or two days a week that I can go really hard. I can kind of go full send. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other three or four days that I'm in the gym, I'm there to simply move. And like that kind of leads me to my next point where we've overcomplicated fitness and truthfully, more than nothing is, is the best mentality to be able to have. If you wake up and you're sore and you're whatever, okay, I'm going to do more than nothing today. More mm. than nothing would be, nothing would be sitting on the couch doing nothing. Mm-hmm. More than nothing would be, hey, I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk or um, I'm going to do this 10 minute workout um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do X amount of air squats some sit-ups and push up, you know, whatever. Right. But it's more than nothing. And I think people fall into this category where they think that they have, one, they think they have to go to a gym, right? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't because clearly I would be doing myself a disservice, but 
just like finding a community of people to encourage you is great. Yeah. If you're, if you know that you have the discipline and consistency to do something at home, then that's all. At home pro- programs are awesome too. But the only thing between people that go to the gym maybe and people that do at home programs is the is potentially maybe a discipline. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, for me, definitely, it's uh, accountability. For sure. I think you've asked me before. You know, what made you be most consistent when you were most happy with how you were engaging your body and I was like well it was when I was going to the gym because there was accountability I knew somebody would ask for me check on me reach out to me uh and I know for other people for my husband on the other hand because you're right I I like to go early morning because I want to be half conscious uh, yeah. <laughs> half, half conscious <laughs> not fully conscious of what right. you're doing exactly I wanted to be so early that I, halfway through, I wake up and I'm like, oh, look, I'm exercising. Um, my husband, on the other hand, he goes for the community. He goes for the high fives. He goes to cheer other people on as much as to be cheered on. And really, I think what that happens in that scenario is that it no longer becomes work. It becomes something that you look forward to that is fun, that is encouraging, that fills your cup. If you're an extrovert, for sure, you're getting this opportunity to just be with other people. Uh, and it makes, it just, it just changes the perspective on it. It's no longer, oh, I have to get this work done. But now it's, ooh, I get to go and see my friends and we get to do this together. And there's so much value in that. So yes, there's definitely times when you know to know what to do I also feel like I also knew what to do during that time because right now if you tell me well just go do 10 minute workout I'm like uh, I have no idea and at the time I remember I could just do like a plethora of different moves if I wanted to focus on my legs or my arms or you know whatever it was, I could just pull them out. And if we were traveling, I could do that. If I was at home, I couldn't make it to the gym. I could do that. I felt like I would stand up and just do squats like randomly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, it was ingrained into my routine and I felt like I had the information I needed. And I think that's true in anything that we've been talking about here that often we can just feel overwhelmed with I don't even know where to start. And it feels so overwhelming to me. And really what we would say to you in Journey is just show up, just come each week. You don't have to have it all figured out, but if you come willing to engage, willing to listen, willing to be present, whatever condition you can bring yourself that week, it doesn't have to always be, I'm going to uh, excel. I'm going to win at this. I know we talk about Enneagrams. I'm a three. So like, I always want to win. That's my song. Achiever. All I do is win. Yeah. And so I could count myself out before even showing up if I didn't think, well, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability, not just the best, but in comparison to most, right? And if I don't feel that way, I can start to feel defeated. I can feel embarrassed about uh, the condition I'm walking in today. And I think if there's one thing that we can say in terms of your mental or emotional or physical health, it's just come as you are. Uh, I think there's uh, an old gospel song that is like a Franklin (laughs) Graham song, Um, but it applies to so many things. Come as you are. uh, And then don't try to take on someone else's plan or, or their pace or where they're at for yourself because that's not for you. This is an individual journey in as much as we get to journey with other people in it. And you should, because you will get the benefits of that when you're with them. 
this is still your own journey and you get to set the pace and the course for that. And if you don't know how to do that, that's when we say, well, come along someone who already knows how to do that. They've walked this path. They know uh, the tools. They can show you the way so that you can be most effective in your journey along the way. Now, I know we've talked about, you know, you also do some nutritional coaching along with working out. I'm not even using the right terms. This is how far far off I am from it. <laughs> but um, you've talked about how you have seen how someone's mental health really can impact their physical health and then vice versa. So tell us a little bit about that. What are some of the common things, maybe some of the common barriers you see where I know you've said, I know this person needs to go through a program like Journey because we can hit these yeah, points okay, over yeah. and over. But yeah, so it's it's kind of a weird, you know, being a facilitator bring, sheds a lot of light mm-hmm. to, you know, in the Bible, it always talks about mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are so, in my world, people are so focused on their body that their mind and their spirit starts to get put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And it's within the last couple of years, I've definitely noticed, uh, man, like someone is doing so much with their nutrition. They're like dialed in. They're doing, they're coming to the workouts every single day. But you can just tell that there is depth and there's hurt and there's trauma and baggage and things in their spiritual and mindset Mm -hmm. that needs addressing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm definitely, I feel like more so lately, I feel like I'm definitely in kind of a, a new position to shed light, I guess, on some of the stuff that we do in journey, you know? Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Does that answer your question? I think so. I, I feel like as you were talking, I thought of two different ways someone could c- come in and it can affect your physical health or or your your physical journey is that either you operate in a way that's detrimental to yourself. So you push yourself too hard. Yep. Um, I know even if you're giving someone a nutrition plan, but they're uh, being the overachiever, now I'm using air quotes, then they might push past that where you tell them to have this many ounces of protein, they'll cut it back or they'll they'll modify it because they're trying to do it faster and harder. Yep. They're not engaging in it in a kind and persistent, consistent way. Um, they're just trying to get to the end goal. And then I think there can be the person who comes in defeated in that their mindset, their mental health tells them that they can't, that they're not capable, that maybe their story has told them that all you do is encounter failure and barriers and challenges. And so as they come in, you see the potential in them and you're struggling to get over these mindsets of one, don't be detrimental to yourself. Why are you punishing yourself? And the other end is why are you discounting yourself? Why are you coming in defeated before you've even begun? Yeah. So I've definitely had both of those clients before. Mm -hmm. The first client, I won't really really touch base on that one a whole lot. That one is sometimes something that I have have a hard time with Mm -hmm. um, because I just like I'm, if somebody tells me to do something and I respect them, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Mm. But the second client, man, I have a heart for those ones because I don't, I, I'm just naturally a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And so when I see somebody come in broken, I just feel like so encouraged to encourage them. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I don't know. I just like, I, I definitely have a heart for, for that second client. Yeah. For sure. I mean, in terms of, you know, mental health, do you feel like most of your clients are coming in and really the root of why they're coming there is because they have a mental health barrier? Uh, that's a trick question because lately so many people from church have been coming to the gym and they've done journey. And so like, there's just like good blood there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Not that they don't have issues, right? Everyone still has, you know, we're always continuously unplugging things in our journey. Or do, are you finding now that this is like that next step? Like we, we've kind of a term we use in journeys, we scrape the bowl. Mm-hmm. We have checked the gates. We have checked the garden, all the analogies we use in journey. And now, um, and I think we're doing a better job with it with journey as well, in that we were recognizing that even though we were talking about mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, that where we found individuals struggling was um, in their physical health. And that doesn't mean that somebody was overweight, although that might be what it was that, um, we had found ways to comfort ourselves when there was a lack of comfort, um, but also that our body was holding on to certain things because when you have toxins, traumas, and thoughts, that's where all of these toxins from these negative scripts, from these negative experiences can be stored in your body. Um, and that's literally what fat does is it like creates like this cushion and protective barrier around. So you know, for some people, they have been trying to lose weight for their whole life and they've not been able to shed a pound because um, they hadn't addressed or dealt with the toxins, traumas, and thoughts that they their body was holding on to protecting them from. But also what we see is there are individuals who have chronic issues. Uh, so inflammation or uh, autoimmune diseases or injuries, like prone to injury, that really was a part of their mental health journey. Now they're going to the gym because, okay, I've worked through all these other things and now I have this lev- levity, I have this understanding, I have this like breath that I'm able to go, I think I can finally conquer this thing. I can see why my body seemed to be working against me. But now that I have done the work and I'm listening to my body, it knows, it has received the the signals that I am paying attention. I'm working with it. And now it's going to allow me to. But until then, our bodies act as this protector for us when we didn't know any better or while we were doing the work, it was absorbing some of the things that we were uh, working out. And so I think that's where, you know, sometimes we think, well, you know, do I need to go to the gym? I don't have a weight problem. No, but do you have a stamina problem? Do you have an endurance problem? Do you have some chronic things that you just call your own now and they've become part of your identity because you haven't been able to find any resolution and would maintaining Uh, tending to tuning up your body so that it is operating at its optimal, would that then signal to your brain and body that, hey, this person, she's engaged now, he's engaged now, and they have the dials in their hand. And now these things can now be released for you to deal with. So talk about that. Do you find that you get people in who come to start their health journey and they run up against walls in the process of that journey. 
like injuries and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, I think the, I'll answer your question, but I think the number one problem is lack of consistency with people. Mm. And when people come, I actually love this topic because we have, we have a, a lot of members in our gym. Like I said, we've, so one shot, CrossFit one shot has been open for nine, nine and a half years. And some of our most consistent, dedicated members, I mean, it's nine and a half years. If you've been doing physical activity for that long or for your entire life, it doesn't matter what you do. You could do any type of fitness. You're going to get injured in some type of way, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to trip on the sidewalk and sprain your ankle. You're going to sit in the car for too long and your back's going to hurt. You're going to be running at the gym and trip over something. You, there's, there's, you're bound and determined. Like You're going to have ailments, especially mm-hmm. as we age, right? Mm-hmm. And some of my best friends have had so many little aches and pains, but I think it's consistency and perseverance. And just like, I like the uh, Hebrews 10.36, where it says, for you, have, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. And it's endurance to keep going for people. And mm-hmm. I think that the important thing about a fitness facility is providing people the correct uh, outlets to be seen for stuff like that. So we have a couple of PTs that we work really closely with if people have injuries or things like that. And their PTs were, they're pro movement. Like Mm -hmm. you go to, sometimes you go to a doctor and they just want to do back surgery or, oh, you sprained your ankle. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't want you ever to go back to the gym or whatever the case may be. And when you find people in your corner that are for you and pro movement and have the same vision as you, I think that like is all that that changes the whole dynamic. So like I said, we have some PTs that we work with where if somebody like has an ache and pain, we'll be like, hey, go to this person. Um, they'll take care of you. And literally within a couple of weeks, like they're, the, the PT will be like, okay, do these four things. And all of a sudden they're back to normal. But a person who isn't in the fitness world on a daily basis or they're new to it and they get discouraged because they have Mm -hmm. something that has happened to them, they would just quit. Mm -hmm. Oh, this isn't for me. Oh, I got hurt because of CrossFit. Well, no, no, you didn't. Like Mm -hmm. you had issues before you came in. And I think uh, a while ago, what we used to do is we used to do actually like an athlete screener. So when we used to do some of our new six-week programs, we would have, you know, 10, 15 people come in and they would do a 15-minute screener with one of our PTs. And it was just a great way for new clients to, hey, I've got this shoulder thing that I've been having for 30 years. And yeah. like the guy would be like, okay, like you have a little bit of immobility, but like what you're doing here, it's just another voice to tell you what you're doing is right. Yeah, I know? love that you brought that up that it's not that you engaging in this good work caused that, but it brought your attention to it, yeah. that it's been there all along. And Actually, yeah, because you were sitting on the couch all the time. Yeah. And this is not to shame anyone because I I'm I can picture myself on the couch right now. Well, uh, I, I lay on the couch all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's because you've only laid on the couch because you couldn't get the energy, you couldn't get the mental focus or space to actually get moving that 
your muscles just haven't worked in that area, but also there are things that may have existed that weren't um, activated. I'll give you an example. Uh, I was recently at Courtney's gym, maybe not that recently. uh, And uh, the next few days I'm like, oh, like, there you go. I hurt my back. Oh, it's not that I hurt my back there. I have had a a ruptured disc for 25 years, (laughs) but I hadn't been moving in the way that I should. And now my body had adjusted. It had, the muscles had like moved around it to support the weakness there. Um, Things had adjusted so that I could be upright standing and going to work, but it didn't mean that it was working and it's optimal. And as you go and you engage your body, you're going to find that. You're going to find that your body has messages that it's been trying to tell you that just because it wasn't disrupted, and so I'm loving that word lately, that it wasn't disrupted didn't mean that it was well. And can you keep that at the forefront of your mind when you're engaging in these new areas? I'm going to engage in my emotional health. I'm going to engage in my physical and nutritional health. And it's it's uncomfortable. There's this discomfort. I'm disrupting some of the things that were there, but I'm disrupting them because they weren't optimal to begin with. They had compensated for what was going on because our body is so good to us that it does these things for us. But can we in return be good to it? That just because we face discomfort, just because we face challenges, just because now things are coming up. I know often we'll have someone go through a journey process who has never been through it and they'll speak of great relief that they have and then come back and we'll find that they're having some physical issues. And it's because now that you've cleared the path there, now your body knows that you are listening and it has messages for you. It's There's some things that it's been going through and it's asking for your help. So rather than look at that discomfort as, well, I'm failing, it's not turning out how I think, or we've had to modify your program because, no, you can't lift the, the bar like this person next to you who works out every day and they've worked out those kinks. You have to hold the hand weights <laughs> um, and to be gracious and gentle with yourself and thankful with gratitude that, I get to hold on to these weights and I can hear what my body is saying. And I think a lot of, um, you know, I can think of the disembodiment that we experience in when your life has been on fire, when the alarm bells have been going off, something had to give. And and I just, the way that God created us in a way that we are able to disconnect some of those things so that we can just focus on and face the things that we can today. And when those red flags, when those things get connected again, instead of saying, oh no, things are just getting worse again. This is my lot. This is the way it is. This is, I'm a failure. Can we say, oh, look at that. Look what I'm aware of now. Look what I can hear and see today so that I can address those things. And well, how generous is God to create us in a way that we are able to address things layer by layer? How gracious is he? How kind is he? How patient is he? Um, But how wonderfully are we constructed that we can engage in each of those layers And your body absolutely deserves that time and attention. But have you quieted the other fires in your life to be able to hear and see what is trying to communicate to you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you said something about modifying earlier. Mm -hmm. And 
we we do a post every once in a while because that's like, for some reason, people have a really hard time modifying sometimes mm-hmm. and scaling. And there was a there was a post. I I always love posting the same picture because there's literally like there's like twenty people in the class and there's like thirteen people on all different modifications. Mm-hmm. And looking at the picture, it's just a group of people working out. But individually, they all have their own modifications for certain things. Some of them are jumping. Some of them are stepping up. Some of them are stepping up onto a five-inch plate. Like, you know, they're, some of them are doing deadlifts. Some of them are doing a kettlebell dead. Like, there's so many different modifications um, and scaling options. And I think that that's one of... People come in so intimidated that, oh, but I can't do this, or oh, but I have to, oh, I, I'm not, I, I have to walk instead of run, or oh, like I can't run. Well, then let's hop on the rower. And um, we have a lady who has had two bilateral or bilateral knee replacements, and she's a beast. Uh, she's in her sixties and just crushes it. But had bilateral knee replacements, and like wow. she just knows her modifications. Like, but she's been around for a while, where she's humble enough to listen. She knows her body, and she knows when there's running. Like, she's gonna bike or row, and she knows when there's a certain type of squat. Like, she's gonna do this other modification. And when you really get over that hurdle, that I'm not necessarily doing what everybody else is doing, I feel like that is when you're your fitness journey begins because you come in and uh, one of the questions I like to ask, I've had to coach some of my females in the gym through this, um, is wake up in the morning and say, what do I feel like? Mm. And if you feel crummy, okay, today's a moving day. Wow, I feel like I could kick some butt today. Like then come in and do full send in the workout and go hard and, you know, but like ask yourself every single day, mm. how do I feel? Mm. Like what aches and pains do I feel today? Mm. And just listen to it. I, 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 I know that there's times where you can, you have to push through certain things and do things that you don't want to do. But when we're in this for longevity, like we just need to get there and show up, mm. you know? Yeah, that's so good. I just love that. How often do we just sit with our bodies and listen to what it's saying to us. Uh, right before you started talking about that, I was like, oh, like my my ankle actually is kind of tight. My foot is feeling kind of wonky. And how often, and I think it's just because we're talking about the body, yeah. that it hears its name, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I have some things to like bring your attention to. Yeah. And I'm like, I was fine five minutes ago. And right now I'm noticing how tight, you know, certain things are. And I do have some injuries. And I think some of what you're talking about is, you know, there's trauma with our body as well. There are things that we have endured in our body um, that are hard to face, to remember, to work through, um, to be reminded of. And often we don't want to re-engage that. And we've gotten really adept at not doing that. So for you to say, you know, ask your body, like, how are you feeling today? May feel really uncomfortable for you. And if it feels uncomfortable for you, then what is your body carrying that needs to be addressed, that needs to be tended to, that needs to be to experience the movement? Because that movement means that you can process it and metabolize it and then be free from it. Um, But until we enter into that practice of actually 
engaging with the voice of our body and what it is trying to bring us to, always remembering that it is bringing us to good. So it just reminds me of the scripture you were you mentioned before we got online. You were talking about 1 Corinthians 6. Yeah. He asks, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Yeah. And what does that mean to glorify Him? I think, you know, as our culturally as Americans, or when you even think of a CrossFit gym, you think I'm going to glorify Him by how you say sending it. I'm learning new words today. Uh, full, full send, <laughs> Becky. Full send. Sorry. <laughs> now I sound really yeah. old because I quoted it. I misquoted it. Um, but, oh. you know, we think that by glorifying Him, it's only by like winning the race or conquering the thing. But do I glorify Him in silence? Do I glorify Him in listening? Do I glorify Him in, you know, many times you said just, you know, we're just going to move today. And that sets a whole different tone for, do I glorify God in my movement? And is that movement slow and meticulous today? Is it methodical today? Is it introspective today? Is it reflective today? There are so many ways to glorify God with our bodies. It's not just winning the race and conquering and slaughtering everything before me. Yeah. There are so many ways that when we look at the life of Jesus and how intentional um, and how thoughtful and how present he was with the people that he engaged in and with himself, that when he was tired or he was hungry or he was overwhelmed, that he went away to he pray. Rested. Yeah. And how do we do that? Do we glorify God in prayer, not just with our mind, not just with our emotions, right? Not just in the spirit, but in my body is every inch of my body. I know there's like mindfulness practices where, you know, we feel our fingers and then we feel our hands and we feel our arms. And can that be your worship today? Yeah. Can that be your prayer? Can you go, I'm going to honor this body because it is a temple of the Holy Spirit and be grateful to it for all that it has done, all that it does, but also allow it to speak and engage with me so that I can glorify God in all things so that I can have the endurance so that I can remain a temple of the Holy Spirit so that I can continue to be a person who tells people about the life-saving, uh, life-changing, life-giving message of Jesus without words. Because <laughs> do I live that in every inch of my body? Does it speak to the kindness and the goodness of God? Or am I giving the world a different message by how I treat my body or how I mistreat my body? That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, I can see, like, I see in your eyes, like, as you're, like, imagining, I just see you at the well, front of I, those classes. And then I start to think about, like, a couple of things come to mind. I don't really have the right answer on how mm. me working out or myself training people. Uh, I mean, I feel like for me coaching people, I'm honoring God because I'm doing His will of what He wants me to do at the current moment. Yeah. But as far as you know, you start to think of why am I working out, right? And some people it's for aesthetics or some people it's for performance or, you know, and I don't know if I've ever truly thought of it as 
worship, worship and glorifying mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, something that kind of like stuck out was, you know, like women have babies mm-hmm. and I feel like there's this whole, you know, like so many women at, in now, now like today's age are, um, I remember when I had Leighton, uh, my, so I have three boys and I remember when I had Leighton, he's seven and a half, almost eight. It was like, work out till the day you give birth get back to it as fast as you can. Mm. Like that was the, you know, that was, and it was a badge of honor, you know, like get your six pack back, like, you know, whatever. And I was humbled with my second, with Oakley. Uh, I like had a lot of hip issues and Mm. pubic symphysis issues and all these, all these things that kind of like, I mean, it took me out for a while. And, uh, and you know, th- there's there's more and more women that are just being vocal now about taking the time and honoring birthing a child and mm-hmm. what their body has done. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think, like, you've done so much work in your head. Mm-hmm. You've done so much work spiritually. You've yeah. done so much work nutritionally. Like, how can you th- how can you honor God with your body? Mm. You know, like mm. you. You know, does that kind of make sense? Like oh, women absolutely. are reflecting of like, but my body created this human, you know? And how can you reflect that to working out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, for some of us, we have to integrate the different parts of ourselves for us to experience success. Because for some of us, you know, Mental health, slam dunk. Emotional health, got it. Spiritual health, superstar. Physical health, uh, right? And all of us, you know, even Paul said he had a thorn in his side. There's something that he had to really be mindful of. He really had to be consistent with because if he didn't have it at the forefront, if he wasn't being intentional and proactive about it, that it was going to be the thing that was going to make that, uh, if we talk about the the three or four-legged stool and it being balanced, that's the part. It's, it's not going to even be major, but it's going to be enough that it's going to cause me to have a misstep and it's going to cause injury in some way, shape, or form. And so <laughs> it's that piece that oh, okay, so if this is the place that I have that, then I need to integrate the other pieces. And have you ever thought of what I do with my body being worship? Because I know for me, at the beginning of the year, I'm all set. I love fasting. The beginning of the year, fast, 21 day fast. Uh, I'm all in uh, during you know Lent for some of you, during Holy Week, during you have something on your mind and you can get really focused, but there had to be, for me, where, you know, I feel like I have strength in my spiritual self most days, uh, that I have to integrate the other strengths that I have on the other parts of myself into the thing that I might be struggling with. And so I know a friend of mine said, you know, someone challenged me and said, you know, because he's like, I struggle with my body. I struggle with my weight. I struggle with getting fit. And he asked them, well, you're you, you're a high achiever in all these other areas. Have you ever thought of approaching it as something that you're dedicating to God? And he's like, I've seen you fast for 40 days. I've seen, have you integrated the other part? Have you integrated your emotional self and supporting your physical self? Have you thought about integrating your mental self into your, your physical self? And what would that look like? Yeah, so that that leads me right that like that's perfect because when you said thorn in the flesh, like if you know that that the thorn in your flesh is is fitness, right? Schedule a meeting with yourself for it. 
or build a habit or habit stack. Habit stack, stacking is one of my favorite things to go over because, okay, you brush your teeth every day, right? I mean, <laughs> sorry, Becky, do you brush I your do, teeth I every do, day? Yes. Um, <laughs> whew, all right, you passed. But you know, when you were a little kid, you didn't brush your teeth every day. Sure. Like your parents would have to remind you over and over again. And eventually it became a habit, right? Mm-hmm. You wake up in the morning, you don't even think about it. That's a habit. It's something that you don't even really have to process or think about, right? So if you have um, if you have a hard time drinking water, you could habit stack filling up your water bottle at the same time that you're brushing your teeth. Like yeah, that's stacking that's, that's stacking on top of a habit, right? So if you I'm trying to think of like stacking a habit with fitness. Like if you're if you have to go to the grocery store and the gym is right next to the grocery store, right. like figure out, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave 30 minutes early to hit the gym for 25 minutes. And then I'm going to go to the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. I have a good one. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have frequent meetings with individuals? Could that be a walking meeting mm-hmm. instead? And so I love this because we talk about this in journey and we usually talk about it in terms of the scripts and the narratives that run you. And, and we talk about every morning you brush your teeth and what are you doing with that time at the same time? I know I'm going to brush my teeth in the morning and I'm going to brush my teeth at night. And if I can incorporate another habit with that, for sure, then that's going to become just as routine as brushing my teeth. Yeah. Um, so I love that you're talking about this because it's going to take, what is my strength? Well, I spend time with God in the word. Can I do that on a walk instead? Can I do that For on the sure. treadmill? Can I do that on a rower? Can I do that in the gym early in the morning? Because not everyone will talk to you because they know you're half asleep. Can I incorporate the two things together that I know I'm going to do? That's For second sure. nature to me. Oh, but I can also incorporate this as well, which is not my strength, but now it's becoming part of the things that I do without thinking and wrestling. And I think that's the thing because we can wrestle with, I know I should go and work out. I should get up and put on the stuff. What what can you remove on the way to doing it? All of Think about all of the mental space and the effort it feels like you're making to actually get up and go. Um, I know one of the things I used to do was I would actually put on my workout clothes when I went to bed the night before because yeah. I, was, I was a late one anyway. So it was 11 o'clock and if I was going to be up at the gym at five o'clock in the morning, I better just put on my stuff now, slip on my shoes, keys and everything by the yeah, door. Yeah, like you, make, you, make, you have to make something so easy for you. Yeah. Like... Have you ever read the book Atomic Habits before? No, okay. I haven't. Though. It's so okay. First off, it's so good, and it's where I love getting so much of my content with like our challenges throughout the gym and stuff like that. But basically, the Atomic Habit uh, Atomic Habits goes over like tiny changes, like remarkable remarkable results. That's kind of its ta- one of its taglines. And when you're trying to develop a new habit, you have to make something so easy for you that you don't have a a way out. Now, that's not how it may have to be forever, but you have to make something so easy for you. So I love the example of you wearing your gym clothes to bed or putting, setting them out. And so for me, like a long time ago, when I was trying to do like collagen and electrolytes in my water, I literally had to set it on my counter the night before so that I wouldn't forget it. Now it's in my cupboard, but it's still easy access. And what I've done is I've habit stacked where like the moment I wake up from sleeping, the first thing I do is I fill that up, fill my water up, fill my other water up. And like, that's just, Mm -hmm. it's a habit. I don't have to think about it. Um, There was something else that I was going to say about 
Atomic ha- Habits. Now I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, it sounds like we need to read the book. Yes, yes, it's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so good. I it really is. How am I helping myself? And that takes a posture of compassion for ourselves that, you know, you need to do these things because you failed. But like, can I have compassion for myself that I know that I'm going to have more endurance? I'm going to work optimally. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to have a clear mind uh, if I feel good in my body so that I can run the race of this life that we have so that I can enjoy it fully. uh, And can I be proactive in that rather than trying to enter into corrective action. Yes. So you, you bring up proactive. And one of the things that we go over, uh, when people first enter the gym, they go through like a four private beginner sessions. And the first session we go over, uh, the CrossFit theoretical pyramid and we kind of go up the, up the pyramid. And at the very top, it typically, like if you were to Google it, it would be sport. Mm -hmm. And we always like to do a little dash in there and we put life. And because at one shot, like the sport thing of CrossFit is cool, but life is even cooler. Uh, A few years ago, we had a 73-year-old woman come in and she was, she realized she was having a hard time getting up and down out of her garden. And to me, that was so cool that, that she, that's, that's why she came in, right? Because she wasn't able to do things that she was normally able to do, right? Right. Um, That's great. At the same time, we had a a 58-year-old woman that came in and she was borderline, her doctor told her she was borderline osteoporosis. Our job is to be proactive. Mm -hmm. I loved that those people came in, but I wish they would have been in there when they were 20, 30, 40, even early 50s, where they were being proactive, not having to try to build muscle at almost 60 years old. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? When we're able to get the opportunity, we all function totally fine in our 20s and our yeah, 30s. And things kind of start to break as mm-hmm. we get older or we think they they are, right? But if you're proactive with keeping up with that stuff, it's mm-hmm. uh, there was like a quote, like, you're in trouble when you stop moving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I love what happens with that is that you begin to love the process. You begin to love how good you feel mm-hmm. and how well you live as a result of the work that you've put in. And if you can just stay with it and not get discouraged when your body goes, oh, awesome, you're paying attention. Here's some other things that need to be addressed and just look at it as an opportunity. Um, You're going to do great. So any last recommendations, things that people can do to get started in their body health um, journey? Yes. Uh, I think that step number one is find something you enjoy Mm. to do. Uh, I think that is the number one thing that will keep you consistent. And if you are not an at-home workout person, find a community that can support you and encourage you. Uh, And then I feel like just having the mindset that more than nothing is enough. And if you don't have time to, you know, go to the gym or whatever, like go for a 10 minute walk or get up out of bed and do 20 air squats and 20 pushups and yeah. move on with your day. Yeah, it's you mo- can it's literally- Google that if you don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can Google that. Uh, yeah, so that yeah. W- that's what I would uh, I love that. More than nothing. More than nothing. Yeah, and I think 
all of us can achieve that. So thank you so much for sharing with us of your world and your expertise. I know it's so valuable to me uh, because this is not my area of expertise, uh, but with people alongside of us, uh, it can be a place that we feel comfortable and capable and we can live our best selves. Thanks for joining us for our special Mental Health Month series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at info at j2wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The whole podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.